Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Well, James is in his 60s now, but he shares where alcohol took him when he was a teenager and how he was rescued from that. I grew up in a, um, a interesting household. Um, it was full of um, family uh, violence. Oh. Probably the greatest one that will stick with me my whole life is my father telling me, um, oh, I wish you were never born. Oh, no. said more than once. Or, oh, I never wanted a third child. Oh, wow. I grew up in a household like that. So where did that lead you into your teens and into your early adulthood? Oh, um, we moved around a bit in my um, teens, so I never really developed um, close friendships. I think um, I did uh, I, I did three high schools or four high schools Wow! in those years. So we moved a bit, um, and it was interesting. I spent a lot of time playing sport because it was an escape or when I could getting down to my uh, grandparents' place. Yeah. Um, the other times, yeah, one of the... I sort of was around drugs and alcohol as a teen um, and saw my first um, overdose on drugs when I was about 14. Wow. My friend. And uh, that sort of made me cautious of drugs, which I later lost the caution for. I started sneaking drinks as a um, late teen, like a lot of people. I worked a variety of uh, part-time jobs to try to get money um, and got out as soon as I'd finished school. How did it make you feel just during the days? How did you feel inside? Well, when you've um, grown up in a house that's um, dysfunctional, you don't know much different. I would have been... I never really understood I was in a dysfunctional house until I went for my first sleepover. And then you saw how other people lived. So you don't realise. So if your life is just... um, Yeah, if your life is just abusive, you just live with it. Yeah, right. You don't feel anything. It's just the way it is. That's the way your household always has been. And how did you respond to peers, you know, as you're growing up, did it affect the way you treated them? Oh, as a um, young man, I was exceptionally uh, selfish. Everybody was there for what I could get out for, out of them. Right. All pretty, you know, I was a real selfish bloke, didn't really care a lot for people, um, went through quite a few uh, relationships because it was all about me. Very self-centered, very selfish. Uh, quite ambitious, actually. We're talking to James about where alcohol took him and how he was rescued. How did you get to have a faith? I mean, that's such a, an extreme. Oh, this is the absolute incredible story. So let's move forward. I actually found God in a Sunday school lesson at 32 years of age. So how do you explain that? Uh, basically, I had... Um, gone through um, quite a rough time in my teens and 20s, um, and by the time I was in my early 30s, I was a um, dry alcoholic. I was sort of too stubborn to drink, 
that are real, that had all the alcoholic tendencies and behaviours still in there, the lying, the cheating, the selfishness. Uh, wasn't a real good bloke. I had a stepdaughter at the time, and she went to a sleepover. And uh, at that sleepover, her friend went to Sunday school at the Salvos. Right. And uh, she came home and said to um, my uh, ex-wife, ex-wife, uh, I want to go to Sunday school. And the ex-wife turned around to me and said, well, go ask your father. And I said, well, I've never had anything to do with religion. I really don't care. And um, from that, uh, I started taking one of my daughters to Sunday school. That's bizarre. And so I start taking my stepdaughter and dropping her off and picking her up from Sunday school. Next, I take the other stepdaughter and my um, son, and they were both preschool age. So, yeah, you want to come down. We're happy to have them in Sunday school, but you've got to stay. So here am I, sitting up the back of Sunday school, looking after my little kid while the, they're enjoying a Sunday out. The ex-wife refuses to have anything to do with it because she's not getting out of bed on a Sunday morning. Yeah. So I'm just doing going along with this. Now, the Sunday school teacher asked the children, would you like Jesus to come into your lives? And be a special friend. And I thought, oh, gee, I could do with a special friend. My life's pretty cool. <laughs> so I prayed the prayer along as well. Kidding. The interesting thing happened about four weeks later. One of the women in the church, a nice little traditional um, salvo lady, full uniform, asked me where my walk with Jesus was. And I just called, and Kunstoff was very, very rough bloke at the time, I'm sure there was about half a dozen swear words in there after what she was talking about. And this lady took time to disciple me. Wow. Teach me about Jesus, to show me how to read the Bible, to teach me how to pray, to tell me I was actually saved. Because I told her, I said, well, what are you talking about? He said, well, you know, where is Jesus in your life? I said, well, I prayed this prayer, but I must have got it wrong. Well, why did you get it wrong? Well, nothing's changed. And she took me on that journey. Wow. And taught me the absolute basics of being a Christian. You know, who, the fact that actually somebody really, really loved and cared for me. That's James bravely sharing his story of overcoming alcohol. Light and Life, the Salvo's weekly radio show.